but the issue was that I didn't know how to DJ. So we had to buy very fast a console and I had to learn how to DJ in three weeks. My first show was in front of 400 people, but actually her one is in front of 10,000. Gioli and Asia is an Italian DJ duo and one of the fastest growing acts in electronic music. Gioli's family wanted her to be a teacher, but she had an interest in music and broke through the industry with a viral drumming video. They both met after Asia commented on the video, and shortly after, they together became resident DJs of the biggest nightclub in the world. Our life really changed when we started doing the Yes Live videos. So, like, we started working with an agency. We went for the first time in the US. We did live tour. There is so many stories starting from YouTube. Show Mendes. Yeah, like a lot of them. When going up and playing on stage, does it go off after you've done it a hundred, two hundred times? Today, their live shows on YouTube are watched by over 30 million people. We will talk about what it is like to DJ for 10,000 people in your first show, touring the world as a couple, and their goal to be the next big music act. It's great to see you guys. I, I want to start off with saying thank you so much for doing this because I know you have very intense schedules. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah, it's it's great to talk with you. And I know is it is it you, Jolie, who has a lang what what is what is it laryngitis? No, it's Asia. Yeah. Okay. It's Asia. And uh, yeah, so I really appreciate you uh, you taking the time to do this. I, I'm happy that you have a voice at least. Yeah. Of yeah. Course, of course. <laughs> Yeah, today yeah. I'm feeling like a little bit better with voice, but still. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I mean, I, I actually have one of your, I don't know if, if you can see that now, but I have one of your uh, shows on my TV here in uh, in the studio. Um, oh, and no, we'll we talk, can't we'll, see that. Oh, yeah, you can't? Okay. Well, maybe I have to fix the camera angle or, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send proof afterwards. Uh, okay. But we're going to talk one? about, uh, it's the one in the temple. Okay, the latest one. Yeah, it's so amazing. We're gonna talk about that um, in a in a while. I, I've been listening to your your stuff now, being addicted to not only your music but also your videos because they are really cool. Thanks, Thanks so much. We tried to set this up, and uh, I think it was a few days ago. And I want to give a shout out to Polly because she's amazing and she uh, facilitated uh, yeah. all this from Solo London. Yeah. yeah, and I was thinking like I almost wanted that to happen. Because we had a we had a we had a cancellation because I was thinking like you're you're DJs and you're Italian. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, honestly, we're always on time. The issue is that when you have so much things to do at the same time, like you can't even imagine how many stuff we're doing right now. Yeah. We have to organize the European tour, and in the meantime, we're going to the Fashion Week. And directly from the Milan Fashion Week, we're going to Miami, then come back a couple of days, then go back to the US for the Cross Festival, then coming back for 24 hours and the European run. Yeah. Stuff. So there's a lot of meat that we are cooking right now yeah but also we had a delay on delivering because uh, there was this brand for like, asking for some contents like yeah. last minute so we had to deliver last minutes and a we were ready yeah so, so uh, thankfully our <clears throat> team always is trying to help us organize everything so like we are very grateful we could mm -hmm. rearrange but i mean Italians, like especially in Sicily, <laughs> like they, when do we meet? Like in the in afternoon, the afternoon that's fine. <laughs> so that's when you set a, do you ever set a time with your friends from Italy? Like, do you ever say we meet at three? 
and then you eventually meet at five. Is that how it works? Honestly, I don't even remember the last time we went out with friends. Uh, okay. Our friends are also like kind of working in a team. Like our videographer and our makeup artists are our closest friends. So we see each other more because of videos and work instead of just like, let's take a beer and go out, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe during Christmas was the last time. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also the people I know who are in the music industry are not, not the, they're not well known for being uh, on time uh, generally, you know, <laughs> be it from uh, Sweden or the US or, uh, or Italy. So I guess that, huh, so that makes you unique, I guess you're in the music industry and you're from Italy. So, and you're on time. So what happened there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just because we are on every different time zone so we have to be in time for our work but it happens that we were always in time and our tour managers were losing the flights so yeah. <laughs> that was the real life. <laughs> it happened honestly it happened, yeah. yeah or like we have to wake up the rest of the team yeah knocking yeah. at the door exactly like <laughs> yeah, we are always the most serious mostly it's her it's Asia uh, that she has like this kind of anxiety whenever she put the alarm on the phone she always wakes up 10 minutes before the alarm just to see if the alarm will be on time so yeah like, okay okay good I, oh I have you have an minutes. alarm for the alarm I've never heard that <laughs> exactly. before exactly I'm really obsessed by yeah. it and, and she put on mine as well, but my, my sleep is so deep that I don't hear anything at all. I just sleep and she's like, wake up, we have to wake, we have to go, we have a flight. Yeah, just in case my doesn't, doesn't ring, like, I don't know, whatever reason it be, like, it doesn't turn on, whatever. <laughs> and I want to start off with uh, going into kind of like the life as a DJ and, and as you're a touring DJ duo. Um, but first of all, how are you feeling? Where are you right now? Are you on Sicily? Yeah, we are in our home uh, yeah. in Castellammare del Golfo, which is so beautiful and we love it. It but sounds we beautiful. We are not from here. We are, we are from another part of Sicily. It's like Messina, that kind of area. But mm -hmm. we choose Castellammare because of like the environment. It's so beautiful and you feel like you're in the middle of the wild and there's animals coming at our door it's very very nice very yeah. like uh, it's, it looks like it's it's not real and whenever we come from touring and we are so overwhelmed by all the flights and airports it's so beautiful to come back home and be in the nature yeah it's similar to ibiza like landscape and everything there's a lot of cool beaches and everything a cool restaurants as well but whenever you need something you can go to the big cities and take them but it's really quiet and it's something that we need after the, all the touring yeah so it's a good uh, contrast to the yeah constant yeah, yeah. metropolis cities that you're going to like yeah. concerts yeah. all over it's, the world it's where we're based and we here like a few days uh, before starting the milan fashion week and we will tour again till May, and hopefully we'll have some day free in, in June. summer. Yeah. How did you get inspiration to start in the music world when growing up in Sicily? Is that is there a natural music part of Sicily, or did you get your inspiration from other parts? Uh, no, I started playing piano when I was very young, at eight, because my my father' uh, dream was always to 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 play the piano, but he wasn't able to. He tried, but he wasn't like just meant to play music. So I said, at least my daughter can try that. 
and I loved it, but then I stopped and I started again. I played in a band. I also started learning guitar. And yeah, I mean, in my hometown was pretty small, like 30,000 habitants. There was this kind of music world. Like there were a lot of bands in my high school. Everybody wanted to be cool and play guitar in a band. Everybody wanted to be a singer. So it was very easy to, it wasn't like Sicily is not like the other part of the world. It's, I mean... It's always Italy. There's some difficulties, of course, like there's not a hope to be a famous DJ if you live in Sicily. This is why like our main <clears throat> tour is all over the world, but not in Sicily, not in Italy. But thanks to social media, now you can live wherever and you can just reach the, the world thanks to your videos, thanks to the message that there's in your music. So it wasn't difficult at all. I mean, I think we've just been lucky also to find each other because it's not that difficult, but of course it's not that easy to find people to take the music that serious and to make the living by music. And even if you in Sicily think think like you want to live by music, with music, you, you don't usually do that. There is not so many people living of music, of course. And but yeah, I mean, it wasn't difficult because of the place, but just because of the uh, opportunities that Sicily offers. But of course, if you want to create yourself, I mean, you can move or you also can work by yourself, like study music and improve yourself with production and everything. And I mean, as I said, we've been lucky to meet each other and make the, all the things happen because we, we were having the same passion, same goals and everything beside our relationship. So it was kind of really easy for us to show to the world yeah, we our always, vision. We always saw the long-term image of ourselves making it through <clears throat> the music industry. And it was difficult to, to explain to our families or explain our friends the image and the goal that we had. But we kind of knew what we wanted and tried to figure out every step to get there. In what phase of your life were you when you were realizing, you know, music is something that I could could work with? Were you students at the time? Were you having traditional jobs? Uh, or what, I was what phase of life? Yeah, knee is just now and seeing Italian knee. Yeah, I was li I was graduating at university, and she was in Cambridge studying for IELTS in sound engineering. So we kind of finished it. I finished my graduation, my graduation, and she was like um, terminating his studies of sound engineering, uh, the exams of English. So uh, after that, we we started like working together, and it was really easy the way to find the way to work with and the the the, the project we we wanted to do, but also I think it's like. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were both living in Milan after we moved yeah. from Cambridge and a video of me playing the drums went viral. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of all happening all at the same time. Like I was just playing the drums and there were... Viral on... On, on what Facebook. platform was it viral? Facebook. On Facebook. Facebook. Right. At the time, Facebook was the big thing. Now, now yeah. everybody else like is It just wasn't like, lo that long ago. Uh, 2014, 
15, 14, 15, okay. 2015. Yeah, the, yeah. the moment mm -hmm. when... And it was a video that I did before meeting there. Uh, I had this solo page called Jolie. One video became viral and a lot of promoters reached out to have me, Jolie, as DJ and percussionist. But the issue was that I didn't know how to DJ. So we had to buy very fast a console and I had to learn how to DJ in three weeks because my first tour was starting in three weeks. <laughs> so wow. yeah, like it was Portugal, Spain, Romania. And then from that point on, the Jolly project went very fast yeah. and she was taking care like of my website of picture, uh, managing me. The duo project really starts around 2018, 2019. Yeah, I think we that saw... was the moment where we understood that we could have lived by music actually. Now, I think always from the start, like I told to my parents, look, like I, I don't want to be a teacher of literature. This was the goal of my parents. I said, like, I don't want oh. to do that. I studied Greek. I studied Latin for five years at high school. I love it. I love philosophy. But I want to do something different in my life. I want to see the world. I want to make something that really makes me happy. And at the beginning it was a bit difficult, but then they really mm -hmm. understood that supported us. Same for her family. Like yeah. it took just a little bit of time to show them. But at the moment, like in 2016, I think in 2016, <clears throat> uh, we had the first international tour like outside of Europe. So we yeah. did like Thailand, we did Caribbeans and our parents said, okay, wow, this is really yeah. big and it was the year also we had our first residency in Ibiza. It was a privilege Ibiza. And it was wow, really awesome. privilege. Isn't that like yeah. the biggest yeah. nightclub in the world? Yeah, yeah. it is. It <laughs> actually was insane. And we realized that, oh, wow, we can live in Ibiza and we can enjoy the summer and we can like play every Thursday in this big, amazing club. And then we can tour the rest of the week and also enjoy the island. It was like really one of the best summer ever. Yeah, at the beginning, we were very grateful and like it was unbelievable for us. Like we were feeling so lucky. Uh, but now like we, our ambition is so big that we feel always like we are just like so far away from the goal. Like still, yeah. like we, we want to achieve many more goals that we have done so far. But of course, always feeling grateful and yeah lucky. we never feel satisfied of everything <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah it's a it's a double-edged sword i guess but yeah. that's a that's a really interesting story and there there are a lot of things to to unpack there i think that are uh very interesting to get into but so how, how did you meet again can you say that again uh, i'm not sure if yeah. i really I picked that up high school and my parents told me we want you to do literature university and I so did they it had a plan for you yeah, always. Yeah. Like they choose yeah. high school, they choose everything. Okay. And I did actually two weeks of university there. And then and then I told to my parents, look like this is not the life let the life that I want to live. This is not me at all. So I told to my father, because he's a little bit more like soft, I told him like I want to really try to make music. And he said, Okay, you can do that, but I want you to study. I want you to make a university of music. So you can choose between <clears throat> UK and Germany, so Berlin and London. And I chose Cambridge because there were some uh, person that I knew living there from Italy. So I went there doing IELTS first because I needed to prove that my English was good enough to, uh, to, to study at their University of Music Engineer. And in that period, it was like uh, November 2014. Mm -hmm. I stayed there for two months. 
she was always studying for graduating in literature yeah. in uh, in languages. In, yeah, but she posted a video actually. So it was I saw this video, her first video playing this percussion electric one with a song, and I was like, wow. Oh, this girl is cool. Like she plays music. So I put a, a like that first one. Then she put another video and I saw it again and I, I need to comment on her. So I said, wow, I want this song in my playlist. And she commented, oh, cool. I can send it to you. So, so after <laughs> that, she said, oh, can I have your number? I can send you by, by WhatsApp. So I said, oh, was okay. this oh, all in the yeah. comment? Was this all in the comment field? No, 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 no. Private, private messages. But honestly, I didn't know how to use mails at the time. So my, yeah. I was like really needing her number to send a WhatsApp uh, file. Uh -huh. But yeah, I mean, it was... It was <laughs> So nice. that was the day and we started like chatting 24 hours like for a couple of months really like it's so intense and we met after in December so the month after for for the first one for the first time and after that we met again around February February yeah because my my parents wanted me of course to start this music engineer uh, university but mm. in the moment we met each other in yeah. person we started talking about like possibly working together on this project without knowing really mm. what it is just yeah. working together <coughs> and also because the university in cambridge was like 35k something like that and my parents couldn't afford it so it was like starting already with adapted you have to repay when you finish school. So I told to my parents, look, I, I don't want to start working already with a debt with a country that is not even my country. <laughs> so yeah. we tried. We just we tried. put all our energies in doing whatever we wanted to do and we were liking like the music, the videos, uh, her playing the percussion in songs. Like it was really like creative, you know, a creative process like every day. And after six months we moved to Milan and we were living like in the middle of nowhere like far from Milan still taking trains every day to try to have meetings in Milan and in the meantime we were doing pictures uh, in that videos period, and everything in that period that we were living in Milan that video became viral so the promote the Spanish promoter contacted us for the tour so everything happened really yeah fast. really fast mm -hmm. so that was really the beginning where we started from for for you, Asia, how did your music interest begin? Uh, it was harder for me because, uh, for example, her, her hometown was a little bit bigger than mine. Mine was just a, a 1K evidence. So I finished my graduation and my parents still, they were wanting us, me to continue my study. So I said, no, I don't want to study anymore. Actually, I hated studying. I hated to do the university and everything. So I just did it for them. I still liked uh, learning uh, languages because it's something that I really love to understand people and speak with them. But at some point I was like, I don't really know what to do. I, I knew I was, I was loving art in general. I was a photographer at that time and I was working kind of uh, because of that. So I was like, okay, can I try to find some guy and play the guitar and maybe sing with him? But it was really, really hard. So it wasn't possible to me to think about music in that in that sense. So in the moment I saw her video, I was like, oh, 
it wasn't because of work, but I loved her because, wow, I said, there's a girl playing music in Sicily. It was like a kind of a, a mirror <laughs> for me. Coincidence. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really interesting to see all the process, the creative process between us two and, and everything and the relationship and all cool. It was like kind of a dream, like starting believing into something that you really, really wanted. And between there and until... You were, you were saying this before until you started touring and, and you got a residency at the biggest nightclub in the world. It, it seems like there must have been things happening here. You said, Jolie, you, you had three weeks to learn how to DJ. Um, how did you learn that in three weeks? Uh, we just bought these very old console. I think they were the 1000, Pioneer yeah, 1000. Yeah, really old. Plus yeah. tractor. So at the beginning, I just used the software. And I just like, very, I was very scared. It was a nightmare. The first show I was, yeah. because I'm very an anxious person. And I was small, I was just 19 years old. So imagine a 90 years old girl from CCD going in Portugal for the first ever show. First ever in front of 400 people in Portugal. Like 400 people. Wow. Yeah. The first show. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there wasn't really a process where she learned. It was mostly like, let's see what happened. Yeah, like, we have <laughs> it was this, really fun. We have this approach with everything. Like we edit the video that you see on YouTube. I do the editing. Yeah. She does the color correction. She does I the saw website. that, yeah. I, wow. I do the flyer with Photoshop. Like there is mm. nothing. We, we just like our job 360. So even if mm. we could deliver and let other people do other stuff, we just really love everything that has something to do with art in general. Yeah. I mean, maybe because since the beginning we were used to do that by ourselves. And I mean, sometimes we don't have time to do that, but it's something that we really like. And because it helps to uh, let the people see the vision we have in 360 ways, like with images, with, with flyers, as she said, with the video as well. The video, I think, is one of the most important thing that you can really see, which is our vision and the way we like to present our live show, like an experience. So whenever we put all our energy in that video, we like to create all the image around that, around that, like the flyers. So you can see, for example, there is the same picture of the the temple in the European tour. So, yeah, I mean, it's something that we really are hands on. And can you take me back again to to the story of um, of you uh, getting these first shows? Um, what what happened there? Who was it that um, came with a suggestion for you to to do the first shows? Can you take me through that? Yeah, it was just a, like a promo, a Spanish promoter. Yeah. There were very small clubs in Spain, not even in the major cities. They were like very small, really cities. random. And the <laughs> nightclub we were playing, we were playing like what, like five a.m. in the morning. So it wasn't the best scenery yeah it's a it's a very like, you have to start specific somewhere. crowd at 5 a.m yeah 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 crazy, <laughs> it was crazy. i also was lost crazy. my id card i always they lose stole something. it i always lose something <laughs> whenever we are on tour i lose my phone i lose passport i lost her passport she, she was sick once who stole it the promoter i don't know no. there were people that stole from the from the of the it was is it was really kind of inconscient from us <laughs> because we were like young we we're like okay let's just leave let's 
try this try. person and yeah. see what happened. Like, no, but sometimes when we see the video from ourselves going around the world like five years ago, six years ago, like alone and like, okay, maybe this was really, really a bad idea. Like in sometimes in Romania with the passes, like in Taking the middle of nowhere. Seven hours night, like, without knowing. <laughs> If we think about all the crazy places we've been, like, in in the past, sometimes we just feel crazy. And this reconnects to the reason why we are always on time, because we always have to, like, relay just on our own. We never had... Maybe this year we will have tour manager coming with us for the first time, but usually it's just the two of us. So you have to be really aware of yeah. your life and, and luckily we yeah. don't drink we alcohol, don't drink we don't, we don't do drugs yeah. we don't do anything at all we just like have very uh <laughs> focused open eyes all the time but especially in the music and the djing and the touring and the constant traveling and back and forth if you'd be you know uh affected by a substance or alcohol you wouldn't no, last yeah. very long i guess uh, some people do it in the industry but i, I don't yeah, i think it's very childish and i mean there's people that is paying money to see you performing and you get drunk and i don't think it's respectful i understand that maybe some people need the the alcohol to feel less anxiety but there are other ways to come down and you can still enjoy the whole performance. It's like yeah. you want to have love with someone and to have love, you always get fucked with alcohol. You don't really love that person at the end. Like you don't even know that person. So I think it's important to know your body, to know your mind, know your anxiety, try to deal with it some other ways, like go to a therapist or speak with your family, your friends, bring a friend with you. This is really important. Yeah. But don't... Yeah, because at the end of the day, if you drink once and you drink twice and you drink every show and you have like, what, 200 shows in a year, your body will be sick in less than five years. Yeah, it's important. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I think um, I also want to pick up on something you said before. Um, So going from the first shows and then the residency on Ibiza, you made that sound very simple. <laughs> can you can you take me? You know that must have been a very exciting time. Can you tell me how how that happened? Like what what were the steps and the progression between? Actually, there was this video, uh, as she said, that became viral while we were in Milan. After Milan, we moved again to Sicily, and this video was still viral. And we made a, a couple of more videos that became viral as well, where she was playing the handpan plus a beat machine. So it was, this was really new for yeah, the crowd just, to see this just kind to of say instrument. That when, we, when we say viral, we say like 17 million yeah, views like just a lot on of Facebook, views. mostly in the music industry. So, so after that, I was trying to steal contact, contacts and everything on Facebook just to trying to sneak in the music industry. And there was this guy that I had it on Facebook and he was like, oh yeah, I really like you. In the mom- in that moment, we didn't even like were DJing both of us. She was just DJing. I, yeah, no, 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 no. I was just adding the vocals on it. No, mm-hmm. a few songs we were made. But at the same time, we said, okay, maybe we need to make this uh, to another level and start DJ uh, both of us and sing on top of it and put instruments. So there was this guy that said, oh, I have this chance to have you guys in like in the middle of nothing. 
to DJ in Ibiza for the the whole summer and this is the contract and there were like a lot of money and at the same time wow the biggest club in the world like we were like what what is happening no so from that moment we these guys also sent a contract and it was like a long life contract of uh, management and everything we, we said, didn't sign that yeah we were like battling because of course we wanted to do oh. this residency but we didn't want to sign this contract so yeah. at the end we just explained to this guy we cannot sign this and but at the same time this guy was really understanding and he made us play this residency in Ibiza so we were like okay let's do it and we started our first residency ever in Ibiza, the biggest club in the world, <laughs> without ever being DJs. Yeah, no? and also like <laughs> so, as an artist, but in general in your life, you can have a percentage of luck and a percentage of you trying to attract something that you really want. And this is what happened with us. Like mm -hmm. I put a lot of creativity and some of videos became viral few times but at the same time her is the one that really managed to get opportunities turn into reality because of the way she does like she's someone that teaching me how to never be afraid of asking people like if there's someone that you really love let's say muse just write them and say can we open your concert in rome like something like that and she did something similar with a local italian band That is super famous they are one. very famous in Italy. And they mm -hmm. were playing in our hometown, like in Messina. In the, at the stadium. stadium. And she said, why don't we ask them if we can open for them? And usually I'm the negative one that say, no, this is never going to happen. You're making, like, they will take fine of us. They will laugh at us asking for that. Yeah, she but they replied. Anyway. They yeah. replied. So it was the same summer of Ibiza. So they said yes, and then we came back from Ibiza to Sicily to open this, to this band in the stadium. So it was yeah. really, I don't know, like the craziest summer yeah, in, so in I think terms of dreaming. This is our strength, oh. like that we are really different. I put a lot of creativity and craziness, but at the same time, she's the one that goes and asks people and try to get contact and never accept a no as an answer. Yeah, we make the things... <laughs> happen always so that was the, the point of But, starting and being the dj yeah more often than not i often find that there's not a direct flight to where you want to go which means spending a lot of time in airports and um, you probably know that checking in luggage also usually means that you have to spend even more time waiting and uh, i learned the hard way that you should have enough time to check in your bag and last year in 2022 alone I found that I spent more than 40 hours waiting in airports, which made me think about what to do with all that time. And American Express has many benefits to save you time. But one of my favorites is that with the American Express Platinum card, you get access to their partner lounges at selected airports. So, for example, in the Amex lounge at Arlanda Airport, you and your guests get a free breakfast or lunch or dinner from their chef's daily menu and a private area away from the busy cafes and restaurants. So visiting the lounge just once per month probably takes you to the value of almost the entire membership fee without counting the other benefits. So if the next time you travel want more comfort while waiting, Read more about the Platinum card in the description below or on the American Express website. Yeah, there, there's, there are a lot of things I think 
that make you different from other successful DJs out there? Because not only um, your start with being uh, fluent in social media and kind of from, from day one, um, but it also feels like you're, you're very open and you're, you feel very free. Um, do you think there's a culture in the music industry or among DJs to be kind of closed and, and, you know, having like a mysterious image? Is, is it something like that or is it just personality? I don't know. I never thought about it. Uh, I think times maybe in mostly in the underground world, there's a lot of like trying to pretend that you're too cool, but but in yeah. general, in commercial, I I don't know. I think that every it's more, you know, like the techno scene has been like uh, different from the pop scene. No, the techno scene is just becoming popular since Paul Kackbrenner played uh, Tomorrowland uh, main stage like four years ago now. So since that moment, like I think there is a real growth from techno scene and everything. But at the same time, it doesn't change that much. Of course, you have to maintain that kind of coolness and everything and be, as you said, mysterious and everything. But it's just because of the underground mood. No, you have to uh, always be anywhere yeah, dark. Yeah, I think our difference yeah. is that our goal is not just to be DJs. Like we are DJs right now, but our goal is to eventually be mainstream in a good way like we want to have numbers that allow us to do arenas and to do that i mean yeah you can be a dj and do arenas like Avisi was so yeah. huge and kai as well but our goal is also to be fashion icon to be like someone that can like i don't know like pop star <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like cringe to say that uh, but, but yeah, we, we love the world of pop in terms of like trying to get to many people as possible, yeah. but we also love the underground world. So like, it's something that we always trying to mix. Yeah, of course. Like there is some cliches in music, like rapper, for example, that you have to always wear mega rings and like show money, whatever. Like, I think each genre of music has its own aspects. But I think we are all same people and we all like to have fun and like yeah, and try to be cool. The good thing about our fan base is that it's very various. Like we have fans that of course listen to Rufus Dussol, Paul Kirchbrenner, Emily Lance, Charlotte DeWitt. But we have fans that listen to Dua Lipa. We have fans mm -hmm. that listen to Bad Bunny, Juanita. And this is very good for us because it means that our music arrives even to people that don't, know, don't even know the underground world. So yeah. it's already like a easiest way to connect with more people. And we're, we feel very lucky for mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that's that's also one thing that um, that makes your type of music um, different because it's uh, it appeals to a wider audience. Is my feeling, and uh, but it still has the underground feel of it. Um, and I know I don't know if you agree, but I have a feeling that, like you said, I, I did actually know about the Paul Kalkbrenner show on Tomorrowland four years ago. But that sounds like a big. Uh, moment for underground music um, but we also had uh, a lot of the festivals become kind of mainstream like uh, I don't know if Burning Man is to say to be mainstream but it's like a lot of people know about this now and there's just one well 
there are many types of, of, of music being played at Burning Man, but it, to some people, it's just one type of music. And if you look at 10 years ago um, or 15 years ago, like the Avicii era, uh, that was what was played on Ibiza and all these shows. But now it's becoming easy, increasingly like Solomon and Bedouin and like all this style becomes what people know about. So it's an interesting shift there in in the music industry towards like what's what's considered cool music and, and what people are listening to. And I think that's a good trend. Yeah, our influences are so various again, like, uh, we did a song called Bittersweet Love in our album. And if you listen to it, our main influences there were like U2 and Coldplay. And we love London Grammar. We love Florence and the Machine. And I think that the limit between underground rock, pop, it's so fragile. It's very mm. like you can play with those instruments. You can play with those kind of music. And the cool thing is just, try to do something that really you in the first place that you really like and you are a fan of and people will understand it and we love it yeah but also as you said like the different genres sometimes it's just to uh, educate the people and the audience to understand each genre at the same level because uh, techno wasn't the same as today four years ago for example Mm. Same, maybe reggaeton wasn't that popular, you know? So it was also, it's it's cool thing that we have this kind of globalization and everything with uh, Spotify and all the platforms. But at the same time, it's important also, even in the small cities and everything, to try to educate people to different genres. And mm. nowadays, I think we are all lucky to experience like festival where you can find from the metal bands to the rock one to the underground to the techno and the pop scene so that that's a cool thing and i i mean we we're happy like we can also we are also able to include every time all our influences in music so people can understand that because you can always find some as she said some coldplay youtube influences plus the underground elements in the songs as well like uh trying to stay yeah, all like electronic play, and another song in our album is called playing chess mm-hmm. and it starts with solo vocal and piano then uh, there are strings and cello and then it starts with the with the real drums and and bass so like we love the bash mod but also ludovic mm. and Audi. we said why don't we do something that because I, I played the piano since a lot of years why don't we do something that is really cool without thinking about oh yeah it's dance so mm-hmm. if it's dance it must be 125 bpm or if we do like 130 is too fast or 115 is already pop so for this album we really thought like why don't we do something that we love and see the reaction of the people um, yeah without putting that much interest of like staying inside of a genre and everything yeah yeah can you describe to me the feeling you had when in the very early days actually in your uh, dj career you got to step on the scene at the biggest nightclub in the world Mm -hmm. and not only play once but uh having a residency can you describe the feeling of the first time you went on the stage there and what how that was i remember we did the first sound check ever and this club was so really big big. we said i've been there it's so big it's huge it's like an airport hangar how can we do that like the first thursday second third fourth one 
we were like so scared every time but we had to play every Tuesday till October but kind of after one month I one month yeah. yeah maybe August we really started loving that he was feeling like home same because we were enjoying the island and we were like in the same place every Thursday so we kind of get used to the to the audience to what to the music they kind of liked it so it was like really really beautiful at the end yeah, because the it end, really felt like home at the end we really didn't feel any more anxiety but the yeah, first we just one was pretty it. hard yeah the first one was hard and it was but was it because, yeah sorry. sorry go ahead that's no, sorry go ahead it was beautiful that we were leaving guinea Bissau, so our home was oh, yeah. Bissau. so yeah. my family came to see the show our friends came to see the show yeah of course it was like the very first times for us playing as DJ duo and in the biggest club in the world. So that was the main thing to be scary, actually. <laughs> but really, like, it would, I, I know, maybe just because we are crazy a little bit and we like to figure out everything ourselves, like, whatever it goes. But yeah, it was, like, so scary at the beginning. It was, I know, like, you know, a, a responsibility, you know, to make all these people dance, like 10K <laughs> people in every night. So it was 10,000 wow, people. That's yeah, yeah. I remember I said my first show was in front of 400 people, but actually <laughs> her one is in front of 10,000 people. <laughs> and it was, okay, we don't need to stop Yeah, at least music, she right? had me and I had nobody, yeah. but yeah. And I was, so, I was anxious <clears throat> as well. You yeah. never that is, stop that, being anxious. That is so also, crazy. Yeah, it was cool because we also experimented to start adding some vocal elements in the in the live show and some percussion. For yeah, example. but the coolest thing is that the promoter at the time in Portugal asked us asked me. Uh, since how many years are you a DJ? And I was just 19. And I told them two years. <laughs> so now, <laughs> that they, now that they are listening, like they will listen to this interview. Oh, actually, so it, it, this was your first yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, they yeah. just learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but actually That's the people wanted us again. So it, it was a cool one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... The, the the feeling was insane, but we managed to go through and it was the best thing ever. The best. Yeah. What, are, what are the feelings that are running through your body? Like the anxiety side, what else do you feel when there's 10,000 people? What, what time is it in the night? Was it like 1 a.m. or 11 p.m.? Or when did you yeah, start? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of 1, 2, okay. 3. Yeah. So, okay, it's like 1, yeah. 1 a.m. You go up on the stage, there's 10,000 people. Everybody's in a very happy mood, I guess. And you get yeah. to play in front of them. And it's for you, I see, it's your first time <laughs> on stage as a DJ. Like, can you describe, like, do you remember, like, the feelings that were running through your body? Like, what Super was it just ner like, nervousity really or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, nervous. But also some kind of excitement like, and, like, I guess, yeah, euphoric but feeling. Honestly, it feels like a life ago because now. Yeah. It's, a, it's always the same thing COVID, like you always you ask, we, after 2019 our life really changed when we started doing the DSS live videos so like we started working with an agency we went for the first time in the US we did live tour so it feels really 2019 like 20 years yeah, ago yeah I mean for that moment like yeah, it was honestly. really anxious but you know like you start like you can have anxiousness and nervousness like, like the first 
10 minutes song. but yeah. then you like just realize you you're enjoying the night you're having fun and everything so it was really cool after the moment but after a month for example in august we really started enjoying that because we were kind of let's say used to that and we were kind of more relaxed and, and chill to do whatever yeah, we wanted started to do. to begin so, our comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. More more than other shows. Yeah, like random shows. It depends on where you are. If it's a big festival now, we really are, especially if it's a live show, because we have different kind of show. We have a hybrid DJ set and live show where we have... It's always live, but of course it changes on elements. We can bring the big big um, drum kit or the piano uh, and always live vocals and that are the shows that we are really anxious Scared about up. because it's all on us it's all our song from the album plus the yeah, old ones like, so, also people going to privilege uh, it's people that are paying to have fun have fun and something that they really already know what to expect why when we do our home shows and it's just like jelly nasia hard ticket shows yeah. the idea of having people paying money to just to see us that really makes me anxious like yeah. i really want to deliver the best show for them because it's really like a responsibility like after this show they will say oh i want to see them again or like no it's enough yeah. i don't need to see them again the next year so yeah. we always have to give more and excite them and yeah, and deliver kind of the best the best experience. Like the vocals have to be perfect, the instruments have to be. Yeah, perfect. but beside that, we really <coughs> are inspired by Coldplay or Eric Creed or Anima because they are doing something more than just like playing music. Coldplay, you go to see them not because you love Fix You, you go to see them because of the show that they create, like it's all the experience. colors, the positive vibes of the people that is there. So like, it's like a festival, like going to Coldplay show is like a, his own kind of Coachella. It's Chris Martin Coachella. So trying to get there and have the idea of creating something unique, like Eric Pritz Hollow or Anima, it, it's really what I think that stands out. And is our, this is our goal for the next year, not this tour, but like, let's say like two years yeah. from now, trying to build a show that is a proper experience beside the music, yeah. also the music, but also the show. Of course, there is step to get there and a lot of work to get there, but their ideas, mm. it's yeah, always yeah. been so, there. Yeah. Yeah. Does the, the feeling um, when going up and playing on stage, does it go off after you've done it? a hundred, 200 times, or do you still feel that same excitement and nervous, ner nervousness? And yeah, oh, yeah. Right? the only Always. difference is that now that we've done again, like what she said, now that we've done the live shows, so hard yeah. shows where people, that is 100% anxiety. Like we could <laughs> die with it. But, <laughs> and now when it's just like DJ set, we are like, yeah, super fresh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want you yeah. to have a hundred percent anxiety. I want you to have some fun as well. No, no, no yeah, but now <laughs> it's fun. It's I have fun. to say, now yeah. I really enjoy to do DJ set and hybrid set because it's really different. Chill. Like, it's chill. It's different. It's chill. So when there is like yeah. shows and festivals, like, like, I really like enjoy. Now. If you're scared to swim in general and you try the pool and you're scared of pool, but then you go in deep water and you're like, oh, I can do pools every day. Now. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. It's, the same like yeah. we, we feel a little bit excited of hybrid dj set but it's more like the fun that we make yeah. of it 
and the live show yeah. is just I don't and know you're why, also, honestly. <laughs> you're also very good at jumping in the, the deep pool at once and learning how to swim on the yeah, on, in the air. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the step that makes the things uh looking like yeah a also bit we nervous we have a pool there that's why we <laughs> oh we train. wow yeah oh that's my god we train to <laughs> navigate I, water. <laughs> I, I can't look at that i mean i'm in sweden um oh, it's uh it's, it's almost sunset there. and it's uh sub-zero degrees and i'm seeing Zero palm degree. trees in oh the back. Oh. yeah so uh i couldn't so I'm, I'm not gonna look at your pool I'm not going to look at your, <laughs> um, but what makes you like very, I think different. And, um, uh, I mean, doing a lot of things is these videos that you've produced yourself. Um, you mentioned them before the DC, uh, series, and it's a very successful, um, video show, a YouTube channel where you post this, I saw the top video has like 25, 30 million views. And it's not just one video. It's like one followed by the next one, which is even bigger. Um, how do you get this idea of making live shows with all these drones and film team around you? Um, when you're, when you're playing the sets. As Asia said before, like we starting the duo project just around 2018. So there was like this crossover period in 2018, 2017, in which promoter didn't know what to expect because it's Jolie, the page was called Jolie, the songs were Jolie featuring Asia, and sometimes she was with me, sometimes she didn't come. So we needed to prove to promoters and the audience in general what was a Jolie and Asia show for mm -hmm. the first time. So we said, why don't we do it in a video that is about like 30 minutes, one hour long, to show them me playing Asia singing. And this will be the show that promoters will yeah. get in their clubs. And this is very, this was very useful. Like we, the kind of music and yeah. how we wanted to present the show, what we like to play and sing on it. So it was really a vision we wanted to deliver, especially not the audience, like especially to the promoters, to, to let them understand yeah, what kind of industry. show we really wanted to deliver. And thanks to the first two videos, we went in the US for the first time and that's how we met our agencies. And we signed with uh, CAA at the time and Paradigm, then now it's Wasserman or the, Europe. Yeah, but that was the main thing, like to try to explain with each episode of Daisy's Live what was our vision. The first video was like, okay, we need to show the promoters, no? The second was, the first one was big and the second was another yeah. confirmation of our vision as well. And we said, okay, we need to do an, a third episode. And every every episode was going viral, so we said, this is the right thing, the, the right path to follow. So at that moment, it became more a choice of a, a cool location plus the music to be adapted to the location, like a full experience, like a, a travel, a journey. We really wanted to take our audience with us. So let's say, for example, at uh, we did the volcano. And in that video, we really wanted to... We actually thought about the first song to express 
the power of Mother Earth, like the volcano. How can we do that? So we did the first song inside your head, just thinking about the volcano and the drop, thinking about how the power powerful it of is. The lava, yeah. So since that moment, we really love it to think about the Isis Live, the best way to experience that location. And the temple that is like the last one, it's something that we really wanted to do since two Calling. years now, three years almost. And like performing that that place with all that energy in in surrounded by the the cool area, the nature and everything. With was the like, lights, the production. It, it was, was just, a dream. Yeah, unbelievable. It was to, our dream, honestly. And the best thing for us is when we deliver the last video and for us it's our favorite. And this time I can say that like this temple is my yeah. favorite musically and also the production, the lights, the location. I think we really did a big step. If you listen yeah. to the other ones, the music quality, how we combine the instruments, the vocals and everything, we really think we are yeah. we are growing and we, we love it. We don't we don't like to think about the ASS Live like a playlist of songs, but we we really select each single song to be the perfect match and the perfect the perfect mixing between one and and the other one and every single song have to express the place feelings yeah and also we decided to do the sunrise and since the the dark is the best play the best time to uh, present techno and more like powerful songs this time we did the opposite like we started very strong with techno and remixes of our album that are a little bit more powerful and when the light started to come out we switch into afro house and at the end yeah. it's more chill with the piano and usually this is how we do usually we do sunset yeah. So we start very chill, then we go to Afro House, then we do to techno. And this time we did completely the opposite. Yeah, it's like we like to tell a story with the music. Yeah, and, the and it, it was kind of a challenge to start a video completely dark, like completely dark with lights of the... Mm -hmm. We thought maybe people could be like bored of seeing, let's say, 15 minutes of darkness while it was exciting for them because it was completely new from all the other videos that are Yeah, it was set. like experiencing all together the sunrise. It was so cool. Yeah, and also like, uh, for example, when we did the video of Etna, uh, was the first time that a FPV drone was used in a live video. So we were able also to add, for example, tank to that drones. The, the adrenaline of going through the volcano like in a race, no? It also, it helps to um, to tell and envision the drops, no? Because when there is the music and the music drop, like it's really help to navigate and like enjoy the music as well. So it was one of the first thing ever. And also we, we were the first one to bring that piano in the highest uh, place of the Sicily. Yeah, so it was the, really. I, every, I want to say single. that it was dangerous. Like Etna is the biggest volcano in Europe, and it was active in that period. So they told us, like, if we see that this could get dangerous, you just have to leave all your setup here and, and run and, <laughs> and get the cutaway. So it was kind of yeah, yeah. But also, like, I don't know if you saw the volcano one, not the Etna volcano. The volcano with 27 million views, that one. We climbed, we climbed the volcano 
from 3 a.m. until 5 a.m., two hours by walking, climbing, with all the setup on our shoulder with other 11 people. We're writers, yeah. we play the Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. Every episode has a cool story, story behind. behind yeah. And the and the center of this video is that is we never sleep. Lo- no, but yeah, of course. The location. I was saying the location because we always like to show. I mean, we're lucky to live in Sicily. That is so beautiful, and we like to show Sicily to everyone. And except, except, yeah, except Iceland. Yeah, every one of them is recorded in Sicily, and it's it's cool because you also trying to help Sicily to show his beauty as well. Yeah, so. but it's something that we really never thought about. Like, we we just know that Sicily is so beautiful. We would never move from here. And we just feel so lucky. Like, imagine a place where there's snow on a volcano and you can watch the sea from the volcano. And then there's island volcanoes. And there, there's another volcano called Stromboli that yeah, erupts like every 30 minutes temple greek temple greek theaters and lake and so various and we feel just very lucky and i was actually in iceland this summer and there was an active volcano there do you have like a thing yeah, for volcanoes i know don't tell me <laughs> we were there we were doing the videos two months later it started erupting we were like yeah i was there volcanoes. Yeah. Volcanoes. i was there yeah it's so beautiful, like by the way. Like Iceland is another place that really is so raw and pure, and mm. you really like love it as it is. Like it's so unreal, so far from the normal things that I can see, like cities and everything. So mm. whenever I, I would love to go back just to enjoy yeah. it and like relax. In the, even Maybe if there's it's a thing I hate that, but really I would love to see it again. And a lot of great music coming out from Iceland yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of great lot of yeah. good bands. Kaleo, so. Bjork, Kaleo. like Shigurosh, Yeah, I-, I love all of them. But many creatives uh, in the music industry or in other creative worlds, they, um, I think, you know, some some get a big hit and then they struggle to make a second one. But it feels like you you get a hit and then you can get a hit like the next month with another you know either a song or a video that gets just yeah, very honestly, successful never... have you found out what's working or uh, how do you solve this we never we never did no, a hit yeah yet. i think we we did beautiful videos but we still didn't do the hit and we still have to do the hit and this yeah. is very i mean this video really helped us to let the people uh get used to our music uh, also because the beginning wasn't like oh yeah this is not commercial this is not uh deep which which kind of genre it is so this kind of video helped us to let the people see how we manage to put a song with vocals and everything and more of a um, electronic indie mood yeah, with but, more uh, but again it's not songs. for us it's not a hit we yeah. used social media in a good way yeah we did it with facebook we did it with youtube i hope we will understand tiktok <laughs> i don't know if we will get there we are a little bit older now I you're don't getting know. started on tiktok now we, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> it's, it's just challenging. It's different. Because we, yeah, it's yeah. Random. We, love, we love good content. Like, mm. we, I love making videos for YouTube. It's like my favorite. If I have to describe what's the favorite thing I love about my job is doing these videos. 
Yeah, I mean, we can go to Iceland and spend 10 days there, but don't do a but TikTok don't do a in TikTok. the garden. Like, I can't dance for TikTok. They can't turn me into that yeah. dancer. I, I never. And it's, it's almost like the opposite. It's like not supposed yeah. to look well-produced. So, exactly. Yeah, it, I can't. Yeah. Like, I'm a perfectionist. So to me, it's the opposite of yeah. how I eat. You should just choose other platforms. If you're a perfectionist. Yeah, 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 I mean, that's, that's yeah, probably. Yeah, and also we got 1 million subscribers on YouTube and our mm. goal is to get to 10 million there. And YouTube is a great okay. platform because it's very active. Like the fans that are on it's YouTube, like they real, really real love people. you and they come to see you. They buy your tickets. They, they love the project because they see your face and listen to music. While Spotify can be different like can be also passive they can listen to your music yeah. they love the song but maybe they don't even know the name of the band or they don't yeah. even know how they look yeah but also from youtube for example uh people see the video and then they come to the show and see the same kind of show so that's the good thing yeah in yeah. terms of it we are working on it <laughs> so hopefully yeah we are working on a lot of music and everything so hopefully someday it will happen yeah i'm i'm early in in youtube well i'm not early in youtube youtube's been around for for a long time but for me it's it's early um and i have to say it's very it's like i just have a feeling that youtube will be around for so long it's not like it's a social media phenomenon it's like this is tv now and sometimes when i hear people saying um i want to do youtube and then i want to go into tv i'm thinking like no, YouTube is the end goal. I mean, that's where you should stay because that's where people discover. That's where people find um, new things to look at. And like, that's the channel you can own. But there is still, I feel so many people that want to kind of use YouTube to be a movie star or be a TV, you know, presenter. But I think YouTube is just not going anywhere. In Italy, for example, there are a lot of people that from YouTube, they were doing jokes and funny things and now they are presenting TV shows. Yeah, or they so have a, really their own website, cool. their own series on Prime, on Amazon and mm. Netflix as well. So I think that, as you said, YouTube is never going to end. So it's good, even if you do television, always work on YouTube, never abandon your channel. It's always mm -hmm. something that you have to take care of. And this is also something that frustrates us because in high period of touring, we can't deliver the much of we want on YouTube. Of and it's something that we yeah. would love to do more often. But yeah, you're completely right. Like YouTube is just like a Netflix. It's just like prime video. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can also buy but, movies on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy movies, yeah. And I, yeah. But I think there's still some, um, when people think about it, you know, if you say, if you think about somebody being a YouTuber, you know, people sometimes, I think, think about somebody making pranks about people in public. And that's a YouTuber for them. But I think, you know, that's going away and it's becoming more and more uh, mm -hmm. widespread. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, if there are more millionaires coming from uh, yeah coming oh yeah than no, any like, other place like, oh yeah yeah, yeah so Paul, much logan paul like a lot of a lot of people started from youtube actually even the bigger biggest pop star ever like dua lipa was discovered by Shawn Mendes. yeah Justin like a, a lot of them so like there's so many stories starting from youtube like youtube Jenny is always Nassia. something yeah it's something like 
it's really like a big, big, big instrument and thing that you, if you want to do something like, and you can focus on that, like thanks to YouTube or now TikTok, Instagram, every social media, now you can do whatever you want. I also want to go into, um, uh, on the personal side of things, because, uh, you said you, you became a couple and pretty early on after you, after you met, but then it took some time or quite a long time before you made this official and public. No, actually, maybe I know what you're referring because there was actually a video, uh, from us. I mean, we never, we always said we were a couple, but we never like overshowed it yeah, or we, like we don't over... use it as a yeah. tool to make so more views so we would... never like kiss on camera we never we just we are very intimate on, on yeah it. so there was this period where we were working a lot in some of our arabic countries so we made a video clip where of course we were showing us as a couple like kissing and kissing everything for the first time so that was the moment where we said we really need to understand what kind of crowd wants to follow us and that was important as well because it really helped us to have a, a step and make it clear like 100% of where we wanted to be and be free as well to be a couple we want to show yes we show we don't want to show we don't show so it's like really personal sometimes and we really like have moments where we want to keep the things our from just for ourselves and sometimes we just like to show to the crowd and of course because they are part of it and they're like family yeah now. We, we are a bit but different still. on on our on the way we approach to social media because me i'm more like a youtuber so when i have to do a video i do the video i deliver the video that's it while she's more like, why don't we do a story while we are with our dogs? Why don't we do a story yeah, while I'm we are? And I don't really social. like to disclosure that much of my private life. I don't know why. I just like it to be two separate things. Like mm -hmm. I prefer to have my family moments to focus on my family instead of having yeah, my Yeah, I phone. think it's just because uh, being a couple as well and also being on tour sometime you just need to find the moment to also just be a couple and enjoy the day as a couple so i think it's just because of that but in the same times we really love to be a couple in general even on social media and you need to show them uh, as well because it's part of us and it's also what we made make this special as well and um, with the lifestyle as a DJ and then touring this much, uh, how do you, can you describe what that is like? You said you had 200 shows in a year, was it? Yeah, that's, so that's more than... Maybe less, maybe less. No, but it, was still, just, like... it was just like to, to say that it's not good if you drink whenever you have a show, let's say you have 200 shows. No, I think like what, like 50, 60, no, 60? Even, yeah, I'm a like 100 I would say, but silly, like something that you, I mean, we are so lucky to travel our, like each other and everything. So we can really enjoy moments where we love the show and then we have the adrenaline together or when we can chill together and maybe enjoy the, the city, we go uh, together and go in a restaurant and enjoy the restaurant. Like it's so beautiful to be, to share this kind of happiness and, and life. But yeah, like, as we said, there is moment that, that we just maybe want to keep it ourselves and make it special because you always have to be able to maintain also that kind of a 
couple balance, no? And you also need that because if you show 100% of what you are, like, to the people, like, there's nothing else remaining no, it's, yours. No, it's not that. I think it's just about, like, the person you are. If I was like also. her, maybe it was easier, but unfortunately, I really get... I don't like it. So whenever she does it, I really get frustrated. So like she's trying to understand me. I try to understand her. Then maybe this could be helpful for our job. But I really prefer to divide the, the mm-hmm. two things. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a balance. It's a, you need it's to a, find. I was going to say, it's a, I guess it's a fine balance between keeping the private life like, on the side, but also showing your personality to people out there. But when it comes to the touring and uh, when you have shows every second day or every third day or sometimes two days in a row, can you describe what that is like? If you're, if you're supposed to play in the evening, for instance, do you arrive a few hours before and leave the night, like the morning after? Or what is that like? Because I think people who go to a concert, they don't really know what the life is like for the DJ behind. Like, are they, are they here? Are they going to after parties or are they off to the next show half hour after? It's just crazy sometimes because it happened, for example, after COVID, uh, where we accepted a lot, a lot of shows and we were like, uh, it was July and we had to make seven shows in seven different cities, all in Europe, likely. In how in how many days? Seven shows in seven days. Oh, in seven days. The cities were like far from from each other. So it was like really intense because we were like taking the plane during the night, for example, four in the night, and then arriving in the next city like in the morning, uh, 12 a.m., let's say, waiting for the room, then hit something, trying to have one hour of sleep, and maybe again preparing for the shows and the night and like during the night again go to soundcheck in the afternoon then go to perform and then again doing the show late night and then again taking the plane during the night so after the show is done you don't stay well then you didn't have time to to sleep in a hotel you had to go straight to the airport get on the plane go to the next place we are not that much of party animals beside the job that we do so whenever we can sleep and just try to recoup and eat we we do that Mm -hmm. but if we are like with our friends in a comfortable area like let's say near home or uh, let's say we have our tour manager that is also our friend we we like to stay a little bit longer but when it's just the two of us usually we are very much tired so we just try to sleep yeah. whenever we can. It happens sometimes, like for example, like um, in June, that we enjoyed a little bit of uh, the place with places we were. For example, Costa Rica, we had some free days in Miami as well. So there is period where we enjoy where we enjoy the place where we are, but at the same time, maybe during summer because it's the more chaotic months, it's where we don't really have time to enjoy the places. So this is like the, the the balance between yeah and also the since shows. when we we started working together it felt like a really long year beside covid like i i have memories of each year but it feels like just a long period and i started working with her when i was 18 so i didn't have time to take my drive less license, license and i just took it two years ago thanks to covid i had time to do that 
Yeah. I mean, it's been like sometimes when you know you have already plans from January to December, for example, you don't really think about it's a year. Like you just, okay, January, February is gone. Yeah. For now our, there is, it's summer family, already and yeah, then our, it's Christmas again. Our families live in a normal life. So like they, they know which day of the week it is <laughs> or like they know <laughs> yeah. what they will do the next week. And we know what we will do in six months from now or like one year from now with the goal for the first quarter of 2024. And yeah. when we say this to our parents, they feel so anxiety. Like they are like, how can you do that? Like I, I just care about what I am I going to do for the next weekend. Yeah. Or like for them taking a vacation they get anxious for taking a normal vacation. They have to plan it on time. They have, while for us, it happens that there's a, like a, a last time offer, a, a last minute offer, and we have to fly. While we are in a country, we have to fly to another country, and then probably we don't go back home, and we have to pack a lot yeah. of clothes. And yeah, it's it's very, it's very cool, but you also have to have this mindset and try to know that, the plan can change and you also have to be flexible and you have to deliver your 100%. It's like a baby. Our yeah. life is like a very needy child that you have to take care of every day of your life constantly. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time. And you have to be ready to pack in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Everything. So you're really like good at packing. <laughs> summer, yeah. Summer and winter, like you have to be ready to pack like as the smallest yeah ever. our our closet doesn't have a summer and winter just have clothes so <laughs> yeah. we, we dress so like, messy we we say that we dress like onions so there's always a t-shirt and then a sweater <laughs> and then a, a yeah. jumper and then let's say a bigger airplane mood is always like a black uh, t-shirt or whatever yeah and even if you're going like to a summer place there's always a scarf and jumper because of the yeah. airports and um i guess over the year it's 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 seasonal i guess like in the summer it's it's very intense it must be for you with touring i guess is that how it works and then you get some time off after i'm just guessing here never. no no time off <laughs> okay but are you never in the studio we, or like we producing are really taking some time off uh, because we are asking for like probably around june we will stop just because we also need to work on music as well and as well to rest and yeah but usually there's not a period where you like think about a vacation because even if it's summer in europe in the rest of the world maybe do parties as well like yeah, there's also, this always, is always a party to be our at. difference between us and other bands let's say london grammar or other bands is that we are also djs so if we do the live shows in europe then we can do hybrid djs at after parties so there's never a hand until you want to yeah. ask to your agencies like we need this mom to make the album and this is what we've done with Fire Hell and Dolly Water, we finished our US run in December 2021 and all January and February 2022 were concentrated for the album. And now uh, I think that June of this year will be that period because until May is full of touring, we had to recoup a lot of stuff due to COVID, etc. Then July and August will be intense while yeah. June will be 
for the for the album. Okay. You you mentioned before that you have this holistic 360 view of your career and the, and the journey ahead of uh, of not not just touring but also making the videos and uh, and fashion, like you said, and, and um, you have uh, the Milan Fashion Week coming up. Are you are you looking to do collaborations with designers and going into that field of fashion, or how are you thinking about that? Yeah, actually, like uh, our brand Diasis is what we really wanted to grow in that level as well of branding. So yeah, that's, that's the goal. Of course, this, this is just a beginning and yeah, like starting relationship with brands and designer or even just doing our own, like, yeah, we are, we are working on it. We're working on, uh, on some cool stuff as well. Hopefully they will be, we can announce it soon. So yeah, in, in general, like, that's the goal as well. Cool. Do you have a, do you have like a mission? Don't take a no as an answer and just believe in what you want to believe and achieve it. Like don't accept any no. What do you think that people sometimes misunderstand about the life of being a DJ or, or just what do you think people don't know that uh, might be a surprise of, of, you know, being a DJ? That it's really a lot of work on the background to do because a DJ before was just a DJ. Now you have to care about social media. You have to care about, of course, music, produce music, write music and everything. Being the best uh, collaborative with brand and everything like there is, it's now DJs like pop stars, celebrities. So mm. that's, that's the thing. That's what the people really don't understand and get that there is a lot of sacrifice and, and hard work. And while they just think you're living the, your best life, oh, you're going here, you're going there, but there is a lot of traveling as well. You don't, you need to sacrifice yeah, usually your routine. Just like you're sacrificing your body health a lot. Like we eat mm. a lot of McDonald's, even if we don't <laughs> like it. Because unfortunately you have to. In a lot of cities, like there's no other That's what you have everywhere, yeah. 11 p.m. Like you can find yeah. any other food. So like, yeah, no, not eating good and not sleeping enough. I'm happy you're being so so open about it because I think that's something that people don't understand. I mean, it's a it's a very hard life, kind of. And if you're in a in a city, as, as you say, in the middle of the night, there's just McDonald's going to be open, so <laughs> you're going to have to yeah, live with it. Yeah. yeah, but but thanks God that there is McDonald's. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least there's like French fries. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and. Uh, and, and lastly, I want to I want also to to ask you how how do you feel about now? How how happy are you uh, in your life now on, on a scale one to ten? We always happy as a couple. I That's think the I, main thing. I'm happy like seven and a half. Yeah, and I'm very, that's good. I feel very lucky because last year it wa I wasn't in a very nice place in the summer, so I, I feel like last year was like happy five. While now it's just mm. ready, like seven, seven and a half. Yeah, or when we produce it, the album. But it's not well. like that I'm sad. It's just like that I'm anxious and anxiety is just harming my body. Uh, but happy, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, especially just because of work. That's the most stressful part. Like mm. there is always thing you want, things you want to achieve, you want to do better and like millions of things if you look around on social there is always people doing better than you and of course that's the 
that's the stress. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also like not having time. I'm, uh, I'm yeah. a person that really loves hanging out with family, with my dogs and friends and not having time to do stuff like going to ski, not even once in one year. This really uh, upset me a little bit. But at the same time, there's people out there that is struggling to have money to, yeah. to buy their food yeah. for their kids. So like, yeah. I feel very lucky, seven and a half. And yeah. Yeah, like, Having the routine is like really sometimes makes us happy, but mm. yeah, that's that's yeah, making coffee in my home in kitchen every morning um, at least for a week is <laughs> something that we really love. And if we fast forward, um, you know, many many years from now on, and uh, maybe we we won't even be around anymore. What do you want people to describe Jolie and Asia like? Like if you if you look at you're looking back in your, at your life in, in the many years from now on. What, how do you envision that and what, what will people say? I hope people will study Greek philosopher and not Jolinasia. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I hope that we did a little bit for the female power in the yeah. music industry and for the LGBT community. But I don't know. I, I'm too young right now to know how we will be in 10 years. So let's say yeah. 20 or 100 I don't know I hope they will study philosophy because it really helped me in my own life studying Greek and Latin so I hope that this will stay there and for yeah. music I don't know if we will get to be Sometimes, on books, I don't know yeah yeah I mean in general we love when we read messages about people saying that we uh, heal their life and uh, with our music help going through bad period and healing from bad situation or whatever or as well like hearing from people like uh, coming out to their parents because of us and that we really helped going through this journey to them so it's it's really something that makes us proud to and i mean it was difficult maybe at the beginning for us to trying to be free in social media like uh in the world and 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 now it's something that really makes us proud and happy to be helpful with it i in general that's the main message and that's the main thing we really yeah but also i'm, I'm curious to have this same interview in 15 years from now and i yeah. will tell yeah. you like right now we are too early in our career if like <coughs> i don't know if we stay there for for our own life but like i hope that our name can be next to the you do or queen are too big coldplay maybe <laughs> i don't Even know we'll see it's too early maybe not yeah, uh, maybe I, I would love to have a. I would love to have well conversations in between too. But I would love to have a, another conversation in fifteen years. I think we'll be in a very, <laughs> in a very yeah, different place than now. with different color is so fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But in the yeah. meantime, like trying to help people in that way, yeah, in the community mm. or even women, like if somebody is in um, is in that position now to um, let's say in the music industry and you want to. Uh, take the first step into somebody listening, feeling very inspired by what you're doing, um, or somebody that was thinking about this uh, for a long time before, but not taking that first step into DJing. And maybe maybe not as a job, but like doing it on the side, if they have a more traditional job and then doing this as a hobby. What What's your um, number one tip for somebody to um, 
to take those first steps? Where do you start and, and how can you just get I, into I this? I would say don't sign a label deal, don't sign a management <laughs> deal. If you want to sign a deal, sign it with an agency because they really bring the work for you and just build your own brand. And in terms of brand, I mean like your own persona. Like yeah. you have to really stand out. Your music have to stand out, your style, even your look, your image. Unfortunately, fortunately, it's something that you can talk to people too with your body as well. So just like believe in yourself. Don't take short, short street thinking that it's helpful because usually it's never helpful. Like yeah. just think that you will get wherever you want in five, seven years. There's no one that is going to give you something and don't want something like so easily. Back. Just be prepared to sacrifice your time, have constants on what you do, like every day being focused on it. But especially, as she said, like don't expect people to do that for you. You just need to build your own, and so no one can like steal from you what you build. I think like, it's no important. One can leave you. It's important to find a person. One, just one person that really understand your goal and love your goal. I, I'm not saying love you because we were very lucky to find a partner yeah. that it's also <coughs> someone that we work with. But like even a friend that really believes in you and that can help you some, somehow. People because who support you. Sometimes if you are completely alone, it's difficult. So yeah, like don't buy big dreams from other people. They usually don't deliver. I think that's a great tip and stay away from the labels and build your own brand. <laughs> yes. Admin and distribution deals is the best. Jolie, Asia, it's been a pleasure. This has been so inspiring on so many different levels. I think uh, just uh, the dynamic between you, I think uh, for me, it's uh, wonderful to, to just have this conversation. I feel very honored. Um, so thank you so much for taking time from your busy schedule. Thank you as well. It was a pleasure this, to have this, this conversation with you. It was Yeah, this has been so interesting. Where uh, where are you off to next? Uh, we're going to Milan for the Fashion Week in Tuesday. <coughs> and then from Milan, we're going to Miami, then come back home a couple of days, San Diego, blah, blah. Yeah, and, and ready to start the Europe European tour, March tour. and April as well in the US. Yeah. So it's going to be an intense uh, run. couple of months. An intense couple of months. Probably like the months coming after those couple of months will also be the best. <laughs> no, June, June, June is going to be <laughs> <for June. laughs> okay. yeah. Because we want to use the pool. Also. Right. Just yeah. taking with the, the dogs and everything. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. I'm going to so let much. you go. Thanks for having Thank us. You. And thanks a lot for supporting us. Really. Mm -hmm.